Well, <laughs> that's uh, that's our theme song, but it's uh, it seems to be uh, stuck right there, and so we're going to uh, commence uh, a little bit early. So, and uh, probably a piece of dust on the CD or something like that. It gets used a lot, so uh, these things happen. So we'll commence with our jazz feature this evening. And uh, just like to tell you that you are listening to the jazz show, despite our, uh, our truncated theme. Uh, we'll have a full version later on, after about three and a half hours <laughs> of jazz music, because that's what you're going to hear this uh, on the jazz show. My name's Gavin Walker, and as usual, we always start out with our jazz feature, and this is one that we have um, put on the show before. We have lots to uh, play after the feature as well for about three hours plus. But the jazz feature, of course, is a very important part of our show, and we always open with the jazz feature. And tonight, it is vibraphonist Walt Dickerson. Now, he is a rather underrated figure in jazz. He's one of the few vibes players that was not influenced by Milt Jackson. And Walt Dickerson came um, sort of out of nowhere, although he was um, actually recommended to Prestige Records by none other than Eric Dolphy, who was under contract with Prestige. And uh, they were sitting around in the office one day, and, and somebody said, well, Eric, uh, you've got a good eye for new talent who's new on the scene that we might be interested in? And he said, Walt Dickerson. Who's that? Well, he's a vibes player, originally from Philadelphia, and he's in New York now, and he has his own group, and he's been gigging, and I've been listening to him, and he's an incredible musician. You should go check him out and um, hopefully sign him to a contract because he certainly deserves it. Walt Dickerson is an interesting individual, he passed away um, a few years ago, and uh, in a, he was in his 80s. And uh, he, in terms of the vibes, Dickerson is a total individual. And he um, always had his own, own style. After graduating from college, he, uh, he was in the armed forces for a couple of years, and he settled in Los Angeles and started working around there. That period is unrecorded, but he uh, played with mostly African-American musicians in the L.A. area and established himself. And I remember when I was a young man talking with uh, Wes Montgomery's brother, Buddy Montgomery, the piano player, and I asked him if he'd heard any interesting vibes players. And he, Buddy said to me, yeah, he said, uh, Dave Pike is one of them. And I said, yeah, I've heard Dave Pike. He's working with Charlie Hayden and Paul Blay. And um, uh, he said, the other one is Roy Ayers. And I said, no, I never heard of him before. Well, he's really good. And there is a guy who's technically above everybody, that anybody I've ever heard. His name is Walt Dickerson except I find his playing kind of cold. So that sort of stayed in my mind. And I guess it was about a year later, uh, I was listening to my favorite DJ, Wes Bowen, from uh, KSL, Salt Lake City. He had a late-night jazz show. 
and Bowen played the album, one of the tracks from the album that we're going to hear on the jazz feature was Walt Dickerson. And I listened and I, th I thought, gee, that's the guy Buddy was talking about who said he was rather cold sounding. I don't find that at all. I find him an extremely warm player. The vibes is sort of a cold instrument anyway, but he brings out a great deal of warmth in the instrument. And uh, I fell in love with it, and I listened to, to Wes's rap on the record, and I found out um, a couple of days later, I was in San Francisco, and one of the first places I went was a, a record store that I knew on Market Street. And I went in there, and sure enough, the Walt Dickerson record had just come in, the one that uh, Bowen had been playing on his uh, program. So, of course, I immediately bought it and um, uh, started listening to it, and it became one of my very favorite albums. And I fell in love with Walt Dickerson's playing. He had uh, quite a career uh, in terms of um, his prestige. He did four classic albums for prestige. Then he began recording independently, and um, um, then for about 10 years in the mid-60s, uh, didn't record at all. He uh, just stayed at home in Philadelphia and, and uh, practiced and that sort of thing. And then he began recording again till, till his eventual demise. He's never really been credited for being one of the most individual voices on the vibes. People talk about Bobby Hutcherson, Gary Burton, of course. Both of those people really set the tone of the of the vibes for the 60s. And, of course, the masters, uh, Milt Jackson, and earlier on, Lionel Hampton. Dickerson is totally unique in that he uh, had his own style. He's been called the Coltrane of the vibes. Now, that's, in a way... Maybe that's more a reference to his technique than, than his, his playing style, although he does sometimes have uh, uh, plays with these cascades of notes, which require an incredible amount of chops and technique. So this has turned out to be one of my f very favorite albums, and I hope that, uh, that you enjoy it. It was really one of the most startling recording debuts ever, or the... Not so much startling. Now, I don't think you'll find the music startling. Maybe it was back in the day, but um, the thing is, it's, it's very, very complete. It's a very mature statement for someone who had never recorded before, and a very complete statement. Um, the people involved with Walt were his working group, and, of course, uh, Mr. Dickerson on vibraphone. Um, two guys uh, never really became names at all. Austin Crow is the piano player, a very fine player, and Bob Lewis on bass. Uh, neither of those gentlemen ever achieved uh, any kind of notoriety in, in, in their careers, but the drummer who was making his recording debut became one of the most important drummers in jazz, Andrew Cyril. And Andrew, of course, recorded with um, Illinois Jacquette and, and different, more traditional jazz people, but he really made his name with uh, playing with people like Cecil Taylor and some of the more avant-garde people. And uh, Cyril has a really, really defined and beautiful drum style on here. And, of course, he became a name. So those are the people involved in the Walt Dickerson Quartet. And the tunes are all originals by Walt. 
And uh, all of this was recorded in Rudy Van Gelder's Englewood Studios in New Jersey, March the 7th, 1961. So we begin with the first tune. It's called simply Time. The second tune is dedicated to Walt Dickerson's lifelong partner and wife, Elizabeth. And that's what it's called, Elizabeth, a very beautiful ballad. And the early 60s were a time when people were very aware of civil rights and uh, especially African-American people looking to be uh, free and equal. And the third tune is kind of a dedication to that concept, and it's called The Cry. Tune number four is my absolute favorite track on the album, and that's the tune that I heard that introduced me to Walt Dickerson when I listened to Wes Bowen's uh, jazz show from KSL, was this tune, which is track number four, and it's called Death and Taxes, The Two Inevitables in Our Lives. Uh, Tune number five is another beautiful ballad, and it's dedicated to Walt's mum, and it's called simply Evelyn. And the final tune is another great Dickerson original called Infinite You. So here then is the Walt Dickerson Quartet. This album is entitled This Is Walt Dickerson, and it was issued on the prestige new jazz label. Walt Dickerson on vibes, Austin Crowe on piano, Bob Lewis on bass, and Andrew Cyril on drums. And we begin with time.
our jazz feature album this evening, the debut recording by vibraphonist Walt Dickerson, who has become a rather legendary figure. And uh, this was uh, an amazing uh, recorded debut. Very mature statement, and we heard six compositions written by Walt Dickerson. Incidentally, uh, Walt was born in Philadelphia, April 16, 1928, and lived to 80 years old, died of heart failure May the 15th, 2008. And he's one of those musicians who was really deserving of wider recognition. Um, he formed his uh, very individual style on the vibraphone, and yet it was... Uh, and he emerged, of course, in the 60s. This was re- the album was recorded March 7th, 1961. And um, he recorded four beautiful albums for the uh, Prestige New Jazz label, and this was the first. And uh, he should have got wider recognition from those albums. Uh, the critics um, enjoyed the albums and, and praised them, um, but somehow it just... Uh, the two people that emerged as important vibes players in the 60s, of course, was Gary Burton and Bobby Hutcherson. And Walt Dickerson was kind of left behind uh, in obscurity. And I think he he felt that as well because uh, uh, he felt he was an important voice and um, he wasn't heard enough. This album is a personal favorite of mine because I fell in love with it, as I mentioned in the preamble um, before we played it, that I heard it on uh, over the radio. And there was a great jazz program from KSL Salt Lake City, and I used to religiously, late at night, listen to Wes Bowen, who's one of my favorite DJs, and he played all kinds of great music. <laughs> He's one of the few people he would play... Um, um, Miles Davis uh, uh, piece uh, featuring John Coltrane uh, or a Coltrane uh, um, album, and he would call he would call John Coltrane Johnny Coltrane. I've never heard anybody do that before. But uh, anyway, Wes Bowen was uh, a great informal DJ, and I really enjoyed listening to him. And he um, played, as I said, a lot of great music. And this is where I first heard this album. And after I heard um, Wes play this album, um, the name stuck in my mind, of course, and I uh, went down to San Francisco for quite a while. And the first uh, thing I did uh, when I hit San Francisco was buy this album. And I still have the original vinyl um, that I bought when I uh, made that trip to San Francisco and, of course, fell in love with uh, the whole album. This is what you heard this evening. So, Walt Dickerson on vibes, Austin Crowe on piano, very, very fine pianist. Uh, career never really went very far uh, for some reason. I guess he just stayed home in Philadelphia and played locally. Bob Lewis on bass, another local musician. And someone who did become very prominent, one of the most important modern and more avant-garde drummers, was the drummer on the date, Andrew Cyril. This was his recording debut as well, this young man. And, of course, Andrew went on to play with Illinois Joquette and Nellie Lutcher and uh, all kinds of people and Cecil Taylor and a lot of the avant-garde people. Um, Very, very adventurous percussionist and very influential, Andrew Cyril. And this was his first recorded appearance. 
And his first gig, actually, with, uh, was with Walt Dickerson. The tunes, we heard six tunes. They were all originals by Walt Dickerson. The first one was called Time. The second one was dedicated to his wife, and it was called simply Elizabeth. And tune number three was entitled The Cry. And tune number four, as I mentioned, was my favorite, called Death and Taxes. And then tune number five was uh, dedicated to Walt's mother, Evelyn, and called simply Evelyn. And the final tune we heard was entitled Infinite You, dedicated to you. So this then has been uh, our jazz feature this evening. This is Walt Dickerson. And it uh, was originally issued on the Prestige New Jazz label. Hope you enjoyed it. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. And we're going to play you something from a recording session. This is kind of interesting. Sometimes recording sessions don't come off. And this one didn't. This was for Blue Note Records. And this was um, a recording date led by Thelonious Monk's tenor saxophonist, Charlie Rouse. And he put together a great band. But something happened. I have no idea what happened on the recording session, but it was abandoned for whatever reasons. And the people involved here, Charlie Rouse on tenor saxophone, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, McCoy Tyner at the piano, Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Billy Higgins on drums. And this is the first tune recorded and the first take. And after that, the recording session was abandoned. They tried, nothing happened. And um, uh, the producer of the date, Alfred Lyon, who owned Blue Note Records, decided, and Rouse, and the rest of the guys just said, well, it isn't going to happen. So whatever happened didn't happen. But the promise of a great session from this very first tune, you would never know that it was one of those abandoned sessions because this first tune is so good and... uh, This was the very first item recorded, and we're going to listen to it. Um, And it's called, uh, it's a Charlie Russ original called One for Five. So here it is.
Yeah, very fine piece of music called One for Five, written by Charlie Rouse and played by this uh, stellar group of musicians. Um, Mr. Rouse, of course, on tenor saxophone, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, McCoy Tyner on piano, Bob Cranshaw on bass, and Billy Higgins on drums. And um, as I said, uh, the promise of this tune um, <laughs> seemed that the recording session was going to be very successful, but something... Um, Obviously, uh, didn't happen. I don't know the story, and it's never been revealed why this, the recording session was abandoned. Um, there were several more tries at different material, and uh, um, everybody just gave up, and the producer said, that's it. I'll, I'll pay you guys for your time, and you're out of here. So this was the only tune recorded, and this was a first take, which is uh, very interesting, too, because the band sounded really tight. Anyhow... One of those mysteries, and um, at least we have that this one piece of music from this session, which is very good, and I hope you enjoyed it. One for Five by Charlie Rouse. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show. Coming up uh, will be some music by trombonist J.J. Johnson featuring our own Rini Rosness on piano. Of course, Rini wasn't born here in Vancouver, but she was raised uh, in Vancouver, and of course, uh, she's one of the most prominent uh, pianists on the scene. She was here, of course, this summer uh, during the jazz festival and performed at uh, Frankie's, an amazing musician. So we'll be hearing that in a very few moments. Meanwhile, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And um, my name is Gavin Walker. We'll return in very few moments. Looking for something to do this summer? Come out to Dance Sport BC's Summer Dance Series. Starting June 24th to September 2nd, there will be free lessons, shows, and social dancing from 7.30 to 11.30 p.m. every Friday under the domes at Robson Square. Everyone is welcome. No partner experience is required. There will be lessons for beginners and shows put on by dance professionals and local dance schools. For more information, visit their website at dancesportbc.com. Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a T. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Honkameenam-speaking Musqueam people. J.J. Johnson is, was one of the leading voices of the trombone and, of course, a modern jazz pioneer because he was the first trombone player to really establish uh, a modern jazz style on that instrument, which, of course, was more associated with more traditional forms of jazz. And J.J., of course, came up in the 40s 
and played with uh, you know, Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie and, and, and so on and so forth. So he, right along with those guys, with uh, Dizzy and, and Bird and Thelonious Monk and Bud Powell, people like that, J.J. Johnson is really one of the pioneers of modern music and uh, modern trombone. And of course, he recorded prolifically over the years. Uh, this was a recording, passed away a few years ago, but this was a very fine uh, late-period Johnson recording uh, that I've always liked. It's called Heroes, and it features some very fine musicians, including uh, Mr. Johnson, of course, on trombone, uh, Dan Falk on tenor saxophone, got a really lovely sound, and he's obviously influenced a little bit by um, by Wayne Shorter, but he has, uh, has his own way of playing. And on piano, as I mentioned, our own Rini Rosnes, and uh, she is quite wonderful um, on the tunes that we're going to hear. We're going to hear three tunes from this album. And uh, on bass is the fabulous Rufus Reed, and on drums, Victor Lewis. And we're going to hear some compositions by J.J. Johnson, three of them. And the first one is entitled simply Carolyn in the Morning. And it's obviously dedicated to uh, a loved one of J.J. And um, a very fascinating um, piece of music. And... um, it's dedicated to J.J.'s uh, second wife. He was widowed. He was married to the same lady for uh, Vivian for so many years, and, and uh, she died. And he met um, his, um, his second wife, Carolyn. And, of course, uh, she lived with J.J. until his passing. And so it's dedicated to Mr. Johnson's second wife, Carolyn. Carolyn in the Morning, that's the first tune. And uh, the second tune is called 1085, and it's kind of an exciting up-tempo original. And tune number three is most interesting. It's dedicated to one of the great pioneers of music and modern jazz, Thelonious Monk. And it's called Thelonious the Onlyest. And um, those three compositions are what we're going to hear from this album. The album is called Heroes, and... uh, that's that's the name of the album, and we're going to hear these three compositions right now. Thank you. 
We heard some of the music from this uh, wonderful album by J.J. Johnson. One of his latter albums was recorded in the late 90s, and it featured, of course, J.J. on trombone. And, of course, it presented him, as it usually does, as a great composer as well. And uh, the three tunes we heard were all J.J. Johnson compositions. His band included um, himself, of course, on trombone. We heard Dan Falk on uh, tenor saxophone and soprano saxophone. Rini Rosnes, and I consider Rini one of our own on piano. Um, Rufus Reed on bass and Victor Lewis on drums. And the three tunes we heard, the first one was dedicated to uh, J.J.'s uh, second wife, Carolyn, and it was uh, entitled Carolyn in the Morning. Kind of a fascinating piece of music. And then we heard the uh, exciting uh, 1085 was tune number two. And the third tune, which was basically an ensemble tune, was dedicated to the great Thelonious Monk, and it was entitled Thelonious the Onlyest, J.J. Johnson. And, of course, he's one of the onlyest as well. J.J., of course, being one of the great pioneers of modern jazz, brought the trombone into the modern era. We're going to uh, remind you that you are listening to CITR, of course, 101.9 on your dial, and we're also on the web, www.citr.ca. And we're going to present a couple of singers. And they neither of them live here in Vancouver, but they're, uh, they're both Canadian artists, and they both have their own very uh, different singing styles. The first one we're going to hear is a young lady who uh, lives in Whitehorse, and she has um, performed up there for many years and, of course, is, performs uh, in, in Alberta and, and in British Columbia as well. Her name is Fawn Fritzen, and uh, she has this wonderful album out um, called Pairings, and um, a lot of the um, tunes are um, duets, and including uh, these two tunes we're going to hear. She has a, a very unique um, vocal uh, style, and uh, I think you'll appreciate the tunes. They're both, one of them is a very common standard, and um, the other one is a little more obscure, but uh, it's a tune that I've always loved. And the first tune is, of course, um, the, the common one, and it's called T for Two. And, of course, that's been around. It was written by um, Vincent Humans and Irving Caesar and has been around since the, the 20s, I believe. And this is... Um, she, Fawn Fritzen has added a, a couple of uh, some of her own lyrics to this tune. So this is kind of an individual take on the tune, T for Two. And the second tune is um, an old favorite of mine, which is not often heard by people, and it's, and it's called A Small Day Tomorrow. And it's written by Bobby Doro and Francis Landisman. And uh, we're going to hear these two tunes. Uh, sung by Fawn Fritzen. And then we're going to follow up with uh, another vocalist um, who lives on Vancouver Island. And she has performed in Vancouver, but she uh, mostly um, plays uh, on uh, in some of the island destinations in Nanaimo and Victoria and so on and so forth. She lives in Victoria. so um, And we're going to hear 
Miranda Sage. So first of all, Fawn Fritzen, and here's T for two to start.
got a small day tomorrow. Small day tomorrow. I don't have to use my head. I've got a small
That's the voice of Fawn Fritzen. Fawn lives in uh, Whitehorse and uh, performs in Alberta and um, also in in BC. She has this very fine album, which is available um, if you go on to uh, your computer. Fawn Fritzen, F A W N F R I T Z E N dot com. And uh, you can find this uh, wonderful album. It's called Pairings. And we heard Fawn with her um, main piano player that she always uses, Daniel Janke. And he um, produced this album along with Fawn. And we heard her unique version of an old standard, T for Two. And the second tune we heard was um, a great tune written by Bobby DeRoe and Francis Landisman called Small Day Tomorrow. Fawn Fritzen. Next up is vocalist Miranda Sage. And as I mentioned before, Miranda lives in uh, outside of Victoria and performs uh, very frequently in Victoria and around Vancouver Island. And of course, uh, she's also performed back east as well and in Vancouver. And uh, she put out this wonderful album called On This Day. And it was produced by the redoubtable Don Thompson, who was featured on piano here, along with Reg Schwager on guitar, Neil Swainson on bass, and Terry Clark on drums. And if you hear a tenor saxophone, it's none other than Phil Dwyer. And we're going to hear two tunes from this album. The first one is a, a very beautiful version um, and it's Miranda's own take on this tune, which was written by Billy Strayhorn called Isfahan. And Miranda has added some stuff to it and entitles it Return to Isfahan. And the second tune is one of her originals, and it's called Don't Fight the Future. We'll, go, we'll hear one more um, by her as well. And it's... Um, yeah, sort of a mild protest tune. It's called Fat Cat. So we'll hear three tunes by Miranda Sage from this uh, wonderful album that she did. She considers it her very finest album. It's called On This Day. Cascading down the wall A perfumed fly Rushing in a pool A fountain cool The wind will ruffle up your hair Soft as a flower fair Just close. 
chicken honey The fat cat sits Rubbing his fat tummy He only sees What he wants to see And what he sees he takes Vocalist Miranda Sage from her album On This Day. And that featured uh, such stellar musicians as Phil Dwyer on tenor saxophone, the producer, and of course played piano on the three tunes, Don Thompson. And he, uh, these were all Don Thompson arrangements. Red Schwager on guitar, Neil Swainson on bass, and Terry Clark on drums. And we heard three tunes from this album. The um, Miranda's reworking of a Billy Strayhorn tune opened the set, and uh, she called it Return to Isfahan. And then two originals by Miranda. Uh, the first one, uh, Don't Fight the Future, and, of course, the one we just heard called Fat Cat, Miranda Sage. And, uh, of course, she is heard um, very frequently in uh, Victoria at places like uh, Herman's and... Uh, different venues as well. Very fine singer. She considers this album on this day uh, her finest, and uh, she has put out several albums, but uh, this one she's particularly proud of, and deservedly so. All right, we're going to uh, carry on, and we have a couple of messages for you. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. Are you interested in indigenous issues? Do you get ticked off with ongoing colonization? Do you have something to say? Or do you want to learn more? We have just the thing. Join UBC's first ever Indigenous Radio Collective at CITR Radio, Unceded Musqueam Territories. Our show, Unceded Airwaves, airs every Monday from 11 to 12, and we meet from 12 to 1 to plan our upcoming shows. We're interested in content covering various things from film to literature, current day politics, history, whatever you want to talk about, we're into it. Everyone welcome, Indigenous and non-Indigenous.
Mesa Music and Arts Festival in beautiful Rock Creek, B.C. is back this August 19th to 21st, featuring such spectacular artists as Timber Tambor, Black Mountain, Harpoonist and the Axe Murderer, The Pack AD, Sticky Buds, Moon Tricks with Smoothie, Data Plan, Louise Burns, Dirty Spells, and many, many more. Come experience a festival that is all about the music and the fun, complete with pancake breakfast, river floating, yoga, and all the super clean mountain water you can drink for only $169. Get your tickets now at ponderosafestival.com and join the party. the weather is always a topic of conversation in Vancouver, and tonight is going to be a little cloudy with a 40% chance of a shower with a low of 15. Tomorrow, um, cloudy in the morning with a 40% chance of a shower, and then it's going to start to kind of clear up and um, be quite a nice day tomorrow um, after, after the morning uh, downturn. Low of 15 and a high of 20. And then Wednesday is kind of a transition day, but it's uh, basically clearing. And it's going to be lead into a whole really nice period of mus- uh, music, <laughs> of weather. Music, too. What else? Um, so Wednesday is kind of a clearing day, clearing out all the clouds and all that sort of stuff. With low of 15, high of 22. Then Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday... All going to be beautiful and sunny with lows of 15 and highs between 22 and 28. So that's going to be really nice Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Sunday is going to be really nice too, but it's a mix of sun and cloud. I guess a little bit of uh, uh, high fluffy cloud rolling in, but uh, nothing to worry about. So it's going to be really nice uh, from Wednesday on. So there you go. There's the weather picture. This is a very interesting album. Um, fairly large group, and it's essentially um, features a couple of composers and their compositions and arrangements. And the album is, it was a fairly rare item on Columbia Records called Something New, Something Blue. And uh, it features two bands. We're going to feature one band and two composers. The two composers are um, Teddy Charles, who plays Vibes, um, and Bill Russo, who used to write for the Stan Kenton Orchestra. And um, so two tunes each from, um, from Teddy and, uh, and Bill. And the band includes trumpeter Donald Byrd, um, valve trombonist Bob Brookmeyer, Alto saxophonist Hal McCusick, tenor saxophonist Frankie Sokolow, Teddy Charles on vibes, Mel Waldron on piano, George DeVivier on bass, and Ed Shaughnessy on drums. These were recorded in New York City April 30th, 1959. And we're going to hear two Teddy Charles, well, one Teddy Charles original and one composition 
uh, or one arrangement of a standard tune. And um, the, the first two tunes we're going to hear, the original composition by Teddy is entitled Swingin' Goats Herd Blues. <laughs> and the second tune is Teddy's uh, arrangement of a tune, of course, a great tune called Blues in the Night. And then we turn to the arrangements of Bill Russo, and he's going to do one called East Hampton Blues, which is his own original composition. And the second tune um, is a very famous tune written by Bix Beiderbeck, and Bill Russo arranges it, and of course it's the very famous Davenport Blues. So here then is this amazing music.
Those four pieces are from an album, a rare album indeed, called Something New, Something Blue. And it's essentially an arranger's album, and it featured this um, octet of musicians, including Donald Byrd on trumpet, Bob Brookmeyer on valve trombone, Hal McCusick on alto saxophone, and Frankie Socolow on tenor saxophone and oboe, and Teddy Charles on vibes, Mel Waldron on piano, George DeVivier on bass, and Ed Shaughnessy on drums. And we heard two tunes arranged by Teddy Charles. The first one was his original called Swingin' Goats Herd Blues. And the second was um, his arrangement of a great standard uh, by Harold Arlen entitled Blues in the Night. Then we moved to uh, composer um, arranger Bill Russo, who took the octet and um, they played uh, Bill's East Hampton Blues. And the second uh, tune was Bix Beiderbeck's uh, great um, composition arranged by Bill Russo called the Davenport Blues. Very familiar tune. And um, yeah, both of those tunes, essentially it's an arranger's uh, album. And something new, something blue. So I hope you enjoy the little bit of different uh, sounds. All of this was recorded in New York City in uh, April of 1959. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca, and a couple of websites that I always mention. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, the people that bring you the big jazz festival every year. They don't sleep. Um, they produce concerts. And, of course, um, the schedule of their the club that they are sponsors of. And Corey Weeds, of course, is the programmer um, of Frankie's. And Frankie's is located down on Beatty Street, right across the street from uh, BC Place. And uh, it's turned out to be one of Vancouver's finest venues. And the schedule um, is always on coastaljazz.ca. And they have up-and-coming events as well. And uh, it's a very good reference uh, uh, website to get onto and uh, find out what's happening in Vancouver. Of course, there's other venues. Um, There's the Blue Martini, which uh, presents jazz some of the nights down in uh, um, Kitsilano area on U Street. That's a very nice venue. And, of course, um, in the downtown east side, we have Pat's Pub. And um, this month at Pat's Pub, they're featuring piano trios. And um, Bill Sample is there this Saturday. One nice thing about Pat's Pub is that it's free. There's no admission charge. And uh, they have a really good selection of uh, beer. The food is really good down there. And uh, there's all kinds of free parking uh, in the area as well. And for those of you that uh, sometimes are a little leery uh, of going down there, it's really safe down there. You're away from the mainstream. And uh, Pat's Pub has become one of the uh, leading venues for uh, music in Vancouver. Another great website to get onto is um, 
Brian Nation's website that he administers. And, of course, that's VancouverJazz.com. That's an excellent website, all kinds of links on there. You can uh, spend a lot of time on that particular website. Get off Facebook for a while and go on to VancouverJazz.com. It's a really good site. So two of them, CoastalJazz.ca, VancouverJazz.com. And one more thing I'd like to mention is uh, my good friend Ken Speller, the, uh, the music teacher. He has a business called Music at Home, and he'll come and teach you how to play the saxophone, the flute, the clarinet, and come right to your home and advise you on uh, either renting an instrument or buying an instrument, this sort of thing. Very, very well informed and a very, very good teacher. Spent many years in Japan and an extremely accomplished musician. But also, he is a very, very good repairman as well. So these instruments need upkeep, just like a good car. Um, They need tweaking sometimes, something small. Sometimes they need something big. And a musical instrument, especially a wind instrument, is very sensitive. And uh, if something's out of whack, you're going to sound terrible on it. And people are going to blame you, not the instrument. So the thing is to keep your instrument in good shape, whether it's a flute, clarinet, or saxophone, or whether you're an amateur, professional, um, or a student. The instrument has to be in good shape for you to sound good. And Ken Speller's the man to do it. Uh, he has his own repair shop right in his home, and he doesn't charge an arm and a leg for any musical instrument repairs, and he's way less expensive than um, other venues. So check out Ken Speller. Uh, he's, his phone number is 778-800-1933. That's 778-800-1933. Or kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. That's his email. K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. We'll be right back with some uh, music by Jackie McLean from a very rare recording on Blue Note. Considering going abroad to study, work, intern, or volunteer? Mark Saturday, September 24th on your calendars and get down to the Vancouver Convention Center to find out more. All the experts under one roof. Top universities, gap year specialists, and student travel organizations. Expo opens at 1 p.m., but come early at 12 noon to catch our feature seminar on scholarships. Admission is free. Check out the website for more info at studyandgoabroad.com. Vancouver Queer Film Festival presents multidisciplinary performance collective Space Melt. Influenced by some of art's queerest iconoclasts, Space Melt will bring you a one-time only magical musical dance and visual art experience against the backdrop of the setting sun. This Wednesday, August 17th at TELUS Gardens. Doors at 9.15, show at 9.40. $12 for general admission, $8 for students, seniors, and underemployed patrons. Jackie McLean, one of the great sounds of the alto saxophone and one of the uh, real innovators on that instrument. Jackie's sound um, always appealed to me. Um, it can be described as no artificial, <laughs> no artificial, no artificial, yeah, no artificial sweetener. And um, Jackie's sound is uh, just all his own. And 
He, um, of course, was contracted in the 60s um, to Blue Note Records and made a whole series of albums. And as the 60s progressed, um, Jackie's albums became more and more sort of adventurous because he was dabbling into the music of uh, uh, many of the innovators um, that were happening at the time, uh, Coltrane, uh, Ornette Coleman, um, Albert Eiler, different people like that, and they were influencing Jackie uh, in his music, and he was moving out of the sort of mainstream of uh, jazz, which he had been a big part of. Um, interestingly enough, Blue Note was really behind uh, Jackie promoting these albums, but in the meantime, he was also doing some straight-ahead dates and um, a little more conservative dates, and unfortunately, they didn't get released and um, because Blue Note wanted to present Jackie in, in this more avant-garde uh, type of setting. And so they held back uh, certain albums, and this was one of them. The album uh, was finally put out, and it's called Tip in the Scales. And it's a very, very good date, and it's one of Jackie's rare quartet dates on Blue Note. And it featured the late, great Sonny Clark, one of his final recording sessions before his untimely demise at age 31 from a drug overdose. And Sonny is on piano here, sounding just wonderful. Butch Warren on bass, uh, who went on to play with uh, Thelonious Monk, and one of Jackie's uh, boyhood buddies on drums, the great New York drummer Arthur Taylor. So that's the quartet and Jackie on alto saxophone. We're going to hear um, three tunes from this album called Tip in the Scales. It was recorded in September of 1962. So we're going to hear the title track to open the set. Then we're going to listen to one called The Nursery Blues, uh, written by Sonny Clark. And we're going to end with another Sonny Clark original called Two for One. So we open with Jackie's original called Tippin' the Scales. Jackie McLean.
Alto saxophonist Jackie McLean from uh, a rather rare date that he uh, did in 1962, in September of 1962. And it was never uh, issued until much, much later. And it was a very fine quartet date called Tippin' the Scales. And uh, featured Jackie, of course, on alto saxophone, no sweetener added. Sonny Clark on piano, Butch Warren on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. And we heard the title track was the opening tune, Tippin' the Scales, written by Jackie McLean. And then two Sonny Clark originals. The second tune was entitled Nursery Blues, and the final tune was entitled Two for One. And uh, this was one of the final recordings that Sonny Clark made before his untimely death in early 1963. Great pianist and composer, and was one of the mainstays of uh, Blue Note Records, as was Jackie McLean as well. All right, we hope you enjoy the uh, trio of tunes. We're going to move to uh, Germany and a studio in Villingen, in the Black Forest. And we're going to listen to a couple of Jamaicans, as a matter of fact, Monty Alexander on piano and Ernest Wranglin on guitar. And they were both boyhood buddies, grew up in Jamaica, and um, in Kingston, as a matter of fact. And, of course, uh, both turned out to be great uh, jazz musicians. One of the reasons why a lot of uh, Jamaicans, of course, you know, you know, there's reggae music and ska and all that kind of stuff, um, but many Jamaican uh, musicians are very jazz-oriented because uh, my best friend was uh, is Jamaican, and he said he became jazz, uh, a jazz fan because you were able on your radio, even the cheapest radios could pick up Voice of America, was a clear channel station, and they broadcast a lot of jazz music by all the great artists, Miles Davis and Coltrane, Duke Ellington, Charles Mingus. And um, so the general Jamaican population heard Voice of America and and um, all the jazz programming. And, of course, that got into people's ears, and sure enough, 
That's why we have Monty Alexander and Ernest Wranglin. Along here with uh, Eberhard Weber on bass and English drummer, British drummer, Kenny Clare. And we're going to hear two tunes. Both of them are based on the blues. The first one is written by Milt Jackson. It's called S.J.K., and that's the initials of his wife. He wrote the, the first tune we're going to hear. The second tune is Charlie Parker's great blues called Now's the Time. Monty Alexander on piano, Ernest Wranglin on guitar, Eberhard Weber on bass, and Kenny Clare on drums. S.J.K.
couple of 12-bar blues tunes played by two Jamaicans and their rhythm section. Of course, the two Jamaicans are the leader, Monty Alexander on piano and Ernest Wranglin on guitar. And we heard Eberhard Weber on bass and Kenny Clare on drums. And that was recorded at an intimate uh, recording studio in Villingen in Germany. Um, in the Black Forest, as a matter of fact. Oscar Peterson recorded their legendary recording studio, and this was done in 1974 with an invited uh, audience, of course, to uh, uh, boost the musicians' uh, creativity. And uh, we heard two tunes. SJK was the first tune written by Mel Jackson, and that's the initials of his wife. And um, Charlie Parker's famous blues, Now's the Time. Dexter Gordon up next from an album called Bouncing with Dex. And this is recorded in Copenhagen. And uh, this features uh, the great um, Spanish Catalonian pianist Teti Montolio. And on bass, Nels Hennig Orsted Pedersen, the great Dane. And on drums, Smiling Billy Higgins. And this is a tune written by Eddie Cleanhead Vinson often credited to Miles Davis, but he didn't write the tune. He made a, a very famous version of the tune, but he didn't write it. Eddie Cleanhead Vincent wrote the tune. It's called Four.
That was the Dave Brubeck Quartet as they sounded at the uh, Newport Jazz Festival in Newport, Rhode Island in 1955. And uh, we heard, of course, Paul Desmond on alto saxophone, Dave Brubeck leading on piano, Bob Bates on bass, and Joe Dodge on drums. And before that, we heard Dexter Gordon from an album called Bouncing with Dex. And we heard um, a tune, of course, written by Cleanhead Vincent called Four. And we heard Dexter Gordon on tenor saxophone with Tete Montalio on piano, Nels Hennig Orsted Pedersen on bass, and Billy Higgins on drums, all recorded in Copenhagen in September of 1975, Bouncing with Dex, Steeplechase album. Concluding another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR, next week our jazz feature is a rather famous Duke Ellington orchestral piece of music, which is really dedicated to the memory of William Shakespeare. And it was premiered, the music was premiered at the first Canadian Stratford Shakespearean Festival in 1956. And the album is called Such Sweet Thunder. And it has a very definite uh, Shakespearean overtone. All music written by Duke Ellington and his alter ego, Billy Strayhorn, and featuring the famous Duke Ellington Orchestra. That's going to be our jazz feature next week on uh, August 15th. So do join us next Monday. We'd like to thank you very much for being out there on behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and The Jazz Show and CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We'll see you in seven days' time. You take care. Bye-bye.